0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a (laughs) member FDSE.
1: In-depth conversations. matchup breakdown, Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan can want. This is 4th Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
2: It's fourth down in the Steel City. I'm Greg Finley. The guys are both off, so it's just me for this episode. Happy to talk Steelers football for a little bit as the Steelers get set to take on the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Eve. And this is a game that should mean a lot more uh, than it does because of records. But, you know, the passing of Franco Harris... This is a big deal. I'm hoping that you know the weather's not going to be great, but I'm hoping that a lot of Pittsburgh still comes out and shows support for Franco Harris's family, and you know, hope, hoping that the Steelers get a win over the Las Vegas Raiders in a game that is going to be very emotional for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both teams come into this game at six and eight. The Steelers should be in a better position than 6-8. and eight. I mean, I've been saying this for a while now, but in games that they've lost to with New England, the Jets, I'd even say Miami was a game they probably should have won. They should have beat the Bengals, but they just stopped scoring. That was the second time around where they only put up 10 points in the second half after putting up uh, 20 in the first half. The Steelers stopped scoring in that game, and that really hurt them. But now you get to the point here in this season, another one, too, the Baltimore game. They should have beat the Ravens. Three turnovers, no Lamar Jackson, should have beat Baltimore. So they should be in a much better position than 6-8. and Las Vegas, you could say the same thing for them. Granted, they were gifted a win by the New England Patriots last Sunday, but they should have beat the Rams two weeks ago. They definitely should have beat the Cardinals in that game that they completely blew in the final minutes. And, uh, you know, Vegas is in a position where they're not going to make the playoffs. The Steelers are in a position where they're not going to make the playoffs. But it comes to a point here, both teams at 6-8. and The Steelers are a a 2.5-point favorite. They're going to be playing for Franco Harris and his family and the Immaculate Reception uh, anniversary of 50 years. I mean, this, this was a big game that the NFL network wanted to cover on Christmas Eve, and it's because of the immaculate reception. And with Franco Harris passing away, this is going to be an even more big deal than it already was. And so, uh, you hope that the Steelers are ready for this one. Mike Tomlin says they will be. Players say that they will be. And uh, you know, the Raiders are not a bad team. They're 6-8, and eight, sure. But you look at their players, and I look at a guy, the best running back in the league and Josh Jacobs. Jacobs has been an absolute stud, and he's been playing injured. He has had a different injury for the last couple of weeks where he's been limited in practice, but then he just decides to, you know, I'm going to play and he goes for 229 yards against Seattle. He's questionable the next week. He goes for 144 yards against the Chargers. He's questionable the next week. He goes for 99 against the Rams, and he's questionable last week, and he goes for 93 against the Patriots. So Josh Jacobs definitely going to play in this game. He's got 11 touchdowns on the season, averaging 5.1 yards per carry. The Steelers shut down... Uh, Foreman and Chuba Hubbard last week for the Panthers. You hope that the Steelers will be able to shut down Josh Jacobs, but he is a different animal. On the other uh still sticking with the Raiders offense, you look at the guys like Devontae Adams, one of the top receivers in the league. I uh, look at what happened last week against New England where the Patriots shut him down completely. He just had four catches for twenty eight yards. In that football game. And so, you know, the, can the Steelers go with that blueprint? Can you get a double team on him? Can you have Minka all over him at all times and you let other guys get more open because you're focused more on Devontae not beating you deep? The weather's not going to be good for throwing the football. So I, I'm a lot more concerned about Josh Jacobs running the football than I am at Derek Carr. Being able to throw the ball, Devontae Adams, he's used to this kind of weather. He played for the Green Bay Packers his whole his whole career until he came over to Las Vegas, so he'll be used to this cold, frigid weather. Derek Carr, not so much. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, you know, if if Devontae Adams gets the ball, he's going to make plays. That that that's that's for sure. But I'm not expecting a ton of that to happen with the weather that we're going to get. I'm more focused on. Can the Steelers repeat what they did last week against Carolina when they go up against Josh Jacobs uh, in this game on Sunday? On the other side of the ball, I look at the Steelers' offense, and Kenny Pickett is cleared to play. He will be back. And so, you know, Mitch Trubisky looked terrible in the Ravens game with the interceptions. He looked really good against Carolina last week. You hope, or at least I hope, Kenny Pickett goes with the blueprint that the Steelers went with last week, and that is ground and pound the football as much as you possibly can. And once again, the weather will be a factor. But the Steelers were able to run the football effectively last week against Carolina. Najee Harris rushed for 86 yards. Jalen Warren had a touchdown, 38 yards rushing. I like to see them continue with this two-headed monster of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, where you let them run the football until the defense can stop it. And so, you know, last week when Vegas played the Patriots, (laughs) Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, who was questionable, ran the ball 19 times for 172 yards. And a touchdown. I love that blueprint for the Steelers this week. You're playing against the Vegas Raiders, don't have the best rushing defense in the world. I say, you know, you run the ball. The Raiders are 15th in the league against the run. They're 26th against the pass, but this weather is not going to be friendly to throwing the football too much. Now, that being said, if you get an effective run game and they go all out to stop the run, that gives you that opportunity where you can hit a George Pickens for a deep ball. You can find a uh, uh, Deontay Johnson for a a quick hitter where he had a great game last week against Carolina. But this is a different blueprint for this game because of the weather. And so uh, I'm expecting the Steelers to be able to run the ball. I'm also expecting the Steelers to get to the quarterback, getting back to the defense Uh, The the Raiders aren't going to run the ball every play. But Derek Carr is the kind of quarterback that, you know, he waits for Devontae Adams to finish his route. He waits for the deep ball. They run play action with Josh Jacobs. Last week sacked three times by the Patriots, and they intercepted him once. He threw three touchdowns in the game. But, you know, this Steelers defense, they come hungry in a game like this where it's cold outside and you want to get to the quarterback. And so if the Steelers stop the run, if they can contain Jacobs, they make Derek Carr throw the ball. Hey, if you get out to an early lead, the Raiders can't run the ball so much. So I'm expecting pressure on Derek Carr. I'm expecting the Steelers' defense to get to him. And I'm expecting the Steelers to come out and win this game. And it's by the blueprint that I talked about, where you have to stop the run, make them throw the ball more, limit Josh Jacobs, get to a lead, and make the Raiders throw the ball more in this weather. Uh, Pat Fryermuth had zero targets last week. That's got to change this week. You, you have to get your tight end involved. Um, uh, that, that just has to happen. He's too good of a player for the Steelers to have no targets for him last week, and um, th- that 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 just can't happen. So run the football shore. When the Raiders are able to stop the run, you have to throw the ball. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You can't run the ball every single play. So whenever you are going to throw the ball, I'd like to see Pat Friermuth a lot more involved with the offense. i also like to see George Pickens more involved. Once again, another week where Pickens makes plays happen, but his targets, they're just not enough. I need to see him get the ball more than just two receptions for 53 yards when he is a playmaker. Deontay Johnson, 10 catches, 98 yards last week. Let's get the ball in George Pickens' hands and let him make plays. That's what I want to see in this game when the Steelers aren't running the, when they aren't running the football every play. So, hey, you run the football because of the weather. I get it. But you can't do it every single play. So when you're throwing the ball, I'd like to see them get the ball to George Pickens, to Pat Fryer. When we come back, We'll talk about this game a little bit more. I want to talk about Mike Tomlin's win record and how, you know, the Steelers have to win out in order for him to continue his winning season ways. This is fourth down in the Steel City. Greg Finley filling in for Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap. I'll be right back.
1: In-depth conversations. matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan can want. This is 4th Down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap.
2: It's 4th Down in the Steel City. Greg Finley filling in for Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap. Steelers and Raiders on Christmas Eve. Mike Tomlin is looking to continue his winning ways of regular season records as he is yet to have a losing record in regular season and that is very much in jeopardy for this season as the Steelers will have to win out in order to keep this intact at 6 and 8 they would have to go 9 and 8 or technically they could go 8 8 and 1 I guess but they need to win out And I'll tell you why I think it could happen. First of all, I think they're going to beat Vegas in this game on Saturday. They're going to play emotional football. They're going to play in an environment that they're used to. Kenny Pickett went to the University of Pittsburgh. He has played at this field in cold weather. Derek Carr has played in Oakland and Las Vegas his entire career at the NFL level. This is going to be blistering cold could feel like zero or below zero weather and so you know I just don't think that Derek Carr and I don't think many of these Raiders players I know Devontae played in this kind of weather in Green Bay but Derek Carr Josh Jacobs who went to Alabama I just don't think that this is the kind of weather where they show out but the Steelers they are built for this kind of weather so I give them the advantage right there this being a home game, this being the 50th year of the Immaculate Reception, this being uh, a day that they're going to remember Franco Harris, they're going to retire his jersey number and his passing. The life of Franco Harris will be remembered, and so it, it's going to be an emotional game. And I expect the Steelers to come out and win this game. Uh, they're going to play for, they're going to play for Franco. They're going to play. Motivated in an and emotional way. So I think they win this game. Then you move on to the next week where they play Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is not suiting up this week. Who's to say that he's going to suit up next week? And so, you know, if it's Tyler Huntley, I'm not afraid of him. The Ravens just lost to the Cleveland Browns 13-3. to Last week in a game that was dominated by Cleveland from start to finish. I mean, Baltimore looked terrible. Huntley threw an interception, 138 yards. J.K. Dobbins ran the ball effectively, 125 yards and a touch or no touchdown because they only got the field goal. But Mark Andrews only had three catches for 31 yards. I mean, if all you have to do is sell out against the run, And make these guys beat you with the pass play. I see no reason why the Steelers lose this game. And they should have beat the Ravens the first time. If it weren't for the turnovers. And that was Mitch Trubisky. It was not Kenny Pickett. Pickett left the game with the concussion. So Trubisky comes in. Throws for 276 yards. Throws a touchdown. They're in position to score multiple times in this game. And come away with a victory. And they kept turning the ball over. So... You know, with Kenny Pickett out there, I expect them to not make those mistakes, and I expect them to win this game. So now that puts you at eight and eight with one final game against Cleveland at home. And the Browns right now, I don't know what they are. I don't know what Deshaun Watson is. He hasn't played for two years, and so now he's only played in three games. He didn't really do anything against the Texans except for throw an interception and get sacked once, threw the ball 22 times, completed 12 passes. Okay, fine. He didn't really do much. The defense did more stuff in order for them to win that game. Then they took on the Cincinnati Bengals where Watson threw the ball 42 times, completed 26 passes, one touchdown, an interception. He was sacked twice. And so he's only played two games going into the Ravens game last week. They win the game thirteen to three. He throws the ball eighteen of twenty eight for one hundred and sixty one yards, throws a touchdown. Nick Chubb runs the ball for ninety nine yards, but Cleveland just doesn't scare me. The Steelers lost the first time to Cleveland because uh Jacoby Brissett was finding Amari Cooper all game long, and Nick Chubb was just running through the Steelers. Uh do I think that it's going to be a pushover game? No. Because you know, the Browns might be playing for a winning season if they were to win out. I I don't know. If they were to win their next two games, that puts them at 8 and 8 coming into this game. One of these teams is going to finish above 500. One of these teams is not going to finish above 500. But you know, Mike Tomlin says that he doesn't really care about the winning record streak, but you know that these players do they've come out and said it that they care. So even at 6 and 8, even at a point where they're not going to make the playoffs because you know, they're going to have to win out and the Chargers would have to lose out and they have a very favorable schedule including Indianapolis on Monday Night Football. So I I don't expect the Chargers to lose. If the Steelers were to win out and it's another winning season for Mike Tomlin, are people really going to be upset and say like you know, I've heard it too many times. Where uh, I hope Tomlin gets a losing season, so we can't keep saying Mike Tomlin keeps getting winning seasons, so we can't we can't um, give him a hard time. No, we're able to give him a hard time whenever the Steelers win in the regular season, they go to the playoffs and they get bounced in the first round, which has continued to happen for the last couple of times. Now that they've made the playoffs, I get that frustration. But I look at some coaches in this league that are currently employed and they're not the right guys. They shouldn't even have a job. They're not good. You would rather have Brandon Staley, who goes for on fourth down on his own 30-yard line more than anyone I've seen in this league, than Mike Tomlin, who plays, at least coaches, smart. And the Steelers continue to have winning season after winning season. You hear players in the locker room who are asked, you know, Why does Tomlin never lose these teams? Like, You guys started off so poorly, and you've turned it around completely. What is the reason behind that? It's because of Mike Tomlin. They play for the guy. They love playing for this guy. So if the reason you want them to lose and him not have a winning record is because, well, we can finally say Tomlin didn't have a winning record. Okay, fine. One season where they finish below 500, and that's going to be the way of you to say, we need to replace Mike Tomlin? I'm not there. I am not there. Let's let the guy coach this football team. Ben's gone now. Let's see what they do in the year ahead with the draft. Let's see what they do with Kenny Pickett one year after he has started his rookie season. And let's go from there. I don't need Mike Tomlin to get fired. I would like to see him be the coach for this team and see what they can do. That's where I'm at. I'm tired of people calling for Tomlin's head when there are other coaches in this league that people would rather have that aren't ready to be head coaches, especially for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tomlin can get criticized for not going for it on fourth down in a position where, hey, maybe they probably should have went for it. He can get criticized for some decisions that he makes, for the challenges he makes, for not winning playoff games. I'm frustrated about that, too. But that also comes down to the players on the field and not just the head coach. But the fact that he has continued to put up winning season after winning season is a big deal. And I hope that that continues this season. I hope that they win the next three games. They go 9-8. and eight you get another winning season. That's the other thing too. I've heard too many times, you know, if why do they keep winning? They're not going to get a good draft pick if they keep winning. Have you seen this league? It's not pretty. Even if they were to lose a couple of games and finish at 6 and 9, there's still plenty of teams that would still get uh draft picks ahead of them. Texans a lock. Bears a lock, Rams a lock, Broncos a lock, Cardinals a lock, that's five. Colts a lock, that's six. Falcons, that's seven. Saints, that's eight. Panthers, that's nine. At best, if the Steelers were to go six and nine, they'd get a top ten pick. However, there are still teams in front of them at six and eight as well, or teams at at seven and eight with Jacksonville winning their Thursday night football game, where if they lose a couple of games and the Steelers were to lose and go six and nine, or I'm sorry, to go if they lose out and go six and eleven, then, you know, at best you're looking at a top ten pick. And that's and that's if Cleveland, Las Vegas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Jets, and the Jaguars, and the Lions, and the Seahawks, and the Patriots And the Titans and the Commanders all were to match you or do better. So, you know, the Steelers probably are better off if they get a top 10 pick. But I also think that they're better off if you continue to see them take steps forward and win football games with Kenny Pickett as your quarterback. We need to see what this guy is. He's been hurt with a concussion. He's been injured a couple of times. We haven't really gotten to see Kenny Pickett this season take that next step. And so I would like to see them win these last three games, finish the season 9-8, and eight. Tomlin gets another winning season, and we move on for next year. Greg Finley, fourth down to Steel City. We'll be right back.
1: Conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is 4th Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap.
2: Welcome back, 4th Down in the Steel City. Greg Finley filling in for Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap. I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to just reflect on the passing of Franco Harris this week. You know when I saw the news on Wednesday, the first thing that came to mind was the timing. and I've heard I've heard this from a lot of people, but that was the first thing that came to mind. I mean, he knew that they were going to have the Immaculate Reception 50th anniversary this year. The Steelers announced that they were going to retire his Jersey number at the game against the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Eve. And so, you you know, he was looking forward to this. He's been on the radio. He's been on TV. He was just on TV a day before his passing. And I'm just, I'm saddened. I feel sorry for the family because this was supposed to be a celebration for Franco Harris, the Immaculate Reception anniversary and it's completely turned to sadness. And, uh, you know, I just, I can't believe it. When I saw it on Wednesday that Franco Harris passed away just days before the Immaculate Reception anniversary, him having his jersey retired on Saturday night. And that's just really sad. From everything I've seen and heard on The radio and television, Franco was a great guy. Cared about the community. Cared about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin was asked about him and said, you know, I didn't know him as a player, obviously, but as a human being, he was a great guy. And that's what he'll be remembered for. It's not for what he did on the football field as much as the human being that he was. So prayers go out to... Franco Harris's family, and um, you know, I hope that the, this what happens on Saturday night when they retire his Jersey number and they go through the Immaculate Reception once again for the 50th year anniversary, that there will be a big crowd for it. Steelers and Raiders will be playing a football game on Saturday night. It's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a really cold one. We're looking at two degrees at kickoff time, and it's going to feel like zero. So if you are going to the game, you better bundle up. Can the Steelers continue to turn this season around? I mean, this was a team that was dead in the water At the beginning of the year, at two and six at the bye week, they've turned it around. I get it. They're six and eight. They're looking at a possible losing season if they don't win the next three games. But if you were to tell me at two and six that they would win four of the next six against the Saints, Bengals, Colts, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, you know. I don't know if I would have believed it. But that's the kind of team that these guys are. They're never down and out. They never give up. They never have a rebuilding season where, you know, they're putting a 1 in 12 and 1 season together like the Houston Texans. They're not that kind of team. So I'm expecting the Steelers to be ready for this game, to win this game, and to continue on the path of, hey, they'll be at 7 and 8. They got a shot at still having a winning season. The Vegas Raiders, 6-8 and eight as well. It's been a weird year for them. With a couple of games they should have won that they completely let get away from them. A game where they got blown up by the Saints, 24 to nothing. Uh The game against the Cardinals, which was just insane. Where they let Kyler Murray and Arizona... Score 22 unanswered in the fourth quarter and overtime to win that game, 29-23. It's been a weird year. This was a team that had some high expectations. They went and got Devontae Adams. They had a good quarterback in Derek Carr. They had a good running back in Josh Jacobs. They had a good receiver in Darren Waller, but his injury really hurt them because they didn't really get much of Darren Waller this season. But they had high expectations in the the, uh, AFC West where Kansas City comes out on top, no questions asked. They lose Tyreek Hill, it didn't matter. Kansas City still won that division, no problem. But Las Vegas, they've been a disappointment. They really have. They were supposed to be a lot better than a 6-8 and eight football team. For the Steelers, keys to victory, it starts with getting a lead. When the Steelers get a lead... They're able to control the game the way they want to. They did it against Carolina. They get a touchdown. The game is up 7-0. Carolina ties it. Steelers get another touchdown. Steelers get another touchdown. They're up 14, and they're controlling the game the way they want to. Do you remember that that drive in the third quarter? I'm looking up at my TV thinking, wait a minute. Did Carolina have the ball and punt? Did they go three and out? Is this the same drive? It was. They went 21 plays. They took almost 12 and a half minutes off the clock to open up the third quarter. That's unheard of. Can they have another quarter like that where I'm not expecting them to go 12 and a half minutes with the football, but if you can limit the Raiders' Offensive possessions, limit the amount of time that Josh Jacobs is gonna get the football, limit the amount of time Devontae Adams, Darren Waller are gonna run for passes and you know make plays. That's huge if you can do that. And it starts with running the football. You kill clock, you run the ball, they sold out for they sell out for the run, and that's whenever you work in the pass game. Deontay Johnson had ten catches for ninety-eight yards last week. He was the big he was the difference maker. Has Deontay Johnson taken a step forward? He didn't drop the ball. Has he taken a step forward where, you know, if they sell out on George Pickens with double teams or double coverage and Deontay Johnson is open, you can get him the ball, and he'll make plays with his legs and he'll be a good check down option whenever you gotta throw the ball. So, you know, I think Deontay Johnson took a step forward in last week's game. Can you trust him? You're going to have to. Because he's become wide receiver number one with how these defenses have taken George Pickens completely out of games or limit his touches, limit his opportunities to get open. I'd like to see the Steelers take a shot. Take a shot. Once in a while. You know, you're going to run the ball a lot with this weather. Run a play action. If they sell out for the run... Take a deep shot, George Pickens, down the field. I can almost guarantee that Las Vegas is going to do it with Devontae Adams because they always do it with Devontae Adams. They take the deep shot. New England did a great job covering Devontae Adams on the deep ball. He only had four catches for 28 yards. I mentioned that in the segment number one. I'm not expecting that to happen again, but you got to limit him as much as you can because he is a weapon and he will burn you. He's played in this weather. He's played in Green Bay his entire career until now. He knows how to play in this kind of weather. Uh, I think the Steelers will win this game. I've, brought, I've mentioned that. The spread's two and a half. I think they cover that. I've got the Steelers winning this one 20-13. 20-13 to, 13. 20 to 13, the final score. Uh, Najee Harris. I'll say Najee Harris gets a touchdown, and I will say Pat Fryermuth gets a touchdown. Two field goals from Boswell. 20 to 13, my final score prediction. And so that would put them at 7 and 8 with an opportunity to still finish above 500 with two games left, both in the division against a Baltimore team that doesn't have their starting quarterback right now. And a Cleveland Browns team, let, let's be honest, we have no idea what they really are. But I've been saying it all year long. Each time they lose a game that they shouldn't lose, this team should be in a playoff picture. Are they a playoff team where they're going to win, win a game? I, I don't think so. I don't think they're a team that can beat, it, go into Cincinnati and win, go into Buffalo or Kansas City and win. I I don't think that's going to happen at all. But I look at some of these teams that are in the hunt or that are in the playoff picture right now and I think the Steelers are a better team than you know Miami. Miami has taken a huge step back as of late. I don't think the Dolphins are that good. They got Tyreek Hill. Okay, fine. You take him out of the picture. What are you really? The Steelers should have beat them. They made mistakes, the interceptions, it hurt And that's why they lost that game. When you look at teams that are in the hunt, New England, Steelers lost to the Patriots. They shouldn't have. They're a better team than New England. Jacksonville, ugh, it's a slippery slope. The Jaguars have been, you know, they're getting lucky that Tennessee's been playing so poorly that the Jaguars are still in the conversation to win this division, which is insane. The Jets, the Steelers lost to the Jets. They shouldn't have lost to the Jets. They're better than the Jets. Come on. Mike White or Zach Wilson—they're not better than Kenny Pickett. Stop. Las Vegas—I don't think they're better than the Steelers. Cleveland—I don't think they're better than the Steelers. These are all teams that are ahead of Pittsburgh right now. And if the Steelers just win two games, it looks a lot different at eight and six than it does at six and eight. That's going to do it for me. I've been filling in for Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap here on Fourth Down in the Steel City. I'll talk to you next week. Hopefully talk about a win as the Steelers take on the Raiders on Christmas Eve.